The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It is, I think, the last Tuesday uh, of the yeah. month already. What day is it? Just I don't know. flies by, Grant. I don't know what day it is. I'm going to um, open this bottle of water. It is August 27th. August 27th. The kids are about ready to go back to school. Have we had summer? No. No, okay. So let's like start a day. The summer all over again. <laughs> Check. Okay. Pause. Let's start all over. That would be lovely. Um, we don't have that control. We don't. No. Imagine if we did, though. Oh, would that be awesome? <laughs> I'd still bring winter on. Sorry, everybody. Uh, I like winter. You're a skier? Does it matter? Snow. It, it, we can need change. change. Life needs change yeah, all the time. I think change is great. A fit Snow, after winter. 40. A lot of things change after That's 40. That's why we're talking fit after. <laughs> what a segue. And we're not talking about that. Thing we're not really talking about that today. This is interesting. Some, some, some new things happening. Yeah, well, we'll still talk about, you know, th- this can happen to people more after 40, yeah. but not necessarily. We're yeah. talking cancer today. Yeah. Yeah, but let's talk about it in a very positive way. Absolutely. Surviving and, you know, in today's world, it's happening more and more that uh, there's life after cancer. Absolutely. Fit after cancer. We'll call you know it what? And it's, and it's interesting, Grant, because when you first kind of threw this out sure. um, to me, I thought, oh, yeah, physiotherapists would could would play a very big role um, in in recovery yep. from cancer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just never I never thought of that. Yeah, and so many in so many different ways. So I thought today we'd focus on the uh, amazing effects of exercise mm. and as important as the effects of exercise, why it's so important to have it um, monitored by a professional, and especially when you've been dealing with cancer, and that can be your physician, but we th- I thought we'd talk about it okay. today as far as what people need to watch out for, what are some of the effects, and why you need to, why you need to be aware and careful in some cases, uh, but also, I mean, we could talk about some of the other physio-related stuff that happens as far as dealing with patients that have had cancer or treatment for Yeah, cancer. well, I, I'm, I'm curious then, so... So if um, if there's a cancer patient, um, why would they come to see a physiotherapist? Yeah, that's a broad one. I mean, lots of different reasons. So it depends on where the cancer is okay. and uh, exactly what effect it's had and what the treatments have been for. So it can sometimes be uh, surgically related. So a tumor is removed and we're dealing with MSK issues that are related to... What is to MSK? Musculoskeletal type problems. Okay. So for instance, with head and neck cancer, um, there can be a removal of tissue around the neck and we might be dealing with specifically movement of the neck mm. as an example. So that would be some of the more... I don't want to say basic. None of this no. is basic. What we're talking about here is very... Uh, requires a certain level of expertise. Um, but certainly dealing with that. Uh, also, you know, lung uh, type cancers mm. as well. If we're talking talking about that and the treatment for that might include resection of the lung as an example. Well, they're going to have a different level of ability to deal with exercise and certain things, not to mention the fact uh, of the surgery and this and the trauma that's created by the surgery. Uh-huh. So there's a mix there. Now we're talking about somebody who's got a little bit different resilience to exercise, but at the same time, we have to manage scar. We got to manage uh, the tissue that was even bone that's resected as, as an example to get to the lung. Uh, we're not treating the that, but there is a different in how that's functioning. Their back might function different. It's so broad when we talk about the scope of physio when it comes to uh, cancer and cancer-related illnesses. Uh, I thought today maybe we'd focus on some of the effects of the treatments. Sure. uh, Like radiation and chemotherapy and what effects those have on people. And then really talk about the amazing uh, 
effects of exercise and what they can do for patients who are having that type of treatment during and after because it is really that amazing and well and not simple uh, it is something that we all have some control over yeah and I would think that um, you know for people and if you most of us know someone who has had cancer has gone through radiation we all do we all know somebody who has had and dealt with cancer. So you're, yeah. you have dealt with radiation, chemo, surgery of some point. Right. And, and, and you see, when you talk about getting up and getting moving and, and exercise, and but might be very tired because of the treatment. Correct. And, and let me say this, and this is probably the most important thing for people to remember, is that exercise in research today is showing that it is probably the most effective way of managing that fatigue. Hmm. So while there seems to be too tired to exercise, it's that exercise that's going to help them manage the fatigue. So... That is probably the number one message from today, which is when somebody is going through these treatments, we know that exercise has such an amazing benefit. And one of the number one benefits is on that fatigue and even on some of the other side effects like nausea and vomiting and that. And so uh, if we can get these patients and why I really wanted to talk about it today is that I really want people to know how important exercise can play, what an important role it can play in their lives. And it's a real game changer for people who are dealing with those kinds of side you know, effects. Even even you know for people who ha- who haven't had a cancer everybody. Um, I think a lot of us, oh, you know, I don't have the energy to get moving. I don't have the energy to start walking, you know, right. 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes a day. But once you start, it gives you more energy. Absolutely. It gives you more energy. You get probably, I'm guessing, a dopamine drop of some sort, a feel-good serotonin, whatever it is going through your body. Yeah. And endorphins. I mean, endorphins. those beautiful endorphins. I and mean, they are, they're addictive and in a good way. And likely could help and could likely help sleep as well. You bet. And mood. Uh, it, it has such an amazing effect on people's uh, mood. They're, if they're dealing with depression, anxiety, those sort of things that are all also side effects of these kind of treatments or, or going through the treatment. Uh-huh. And exercise can have such a positive effect on those as well. Those are kind of the amazing, si- the amazing side benefits. Yeah. On top of the, you know, and call that call that mental or whatever. And I think it's as important when we're treating and dealing with people in our atmosphere, whether it's, it doesn't matter whether it's an elbow or somebody dealing with cancer, it's really a whole person that we need to be dealing with. And if you talk about how, what effect exercise can have, it really affects the whole person. And so it's, that's why it's so important. Now, with somebody who's going through radiation and chemotherapy, there are very important considerations that need to be made when you're exercising. Uh, Number one, we definitely need to be working in conjunction with the oncologist and family doctor at the same time. There's reasons why, you know, when we're when we're doing an exercise program with just with most people, we know certain risk factors, heart, um, medication that they're on, and so forth. That's very important, and we go through a PARQ with a patient and make sure that those are being monitored, and we know how to deal with that. What's a PARQ? PARQ is a very simple uh, ex- uh, exam that we simple okay. questionnaire that we have people go through, ask some questions about whether they have joint uh, issues, whether they've got heart condition, uh, whether they've ever had pain with exercise exercise, shortness of breath, things like that, making sure that we're, that they're safe to exercise and where, where we have questions, we make sure we kind of check those boxes and that they're monitored. And that's what we do as physios. 
That being said, with patients who have gone through uh, chemotherapy and radiation, there are other things that we need to be very aware of. This can be in the general population as well, but uh, more common with patients that are going through these treatments. As an example, uh, what we call neutropenia. So as, as a side effect of these treatments, people have lower white cell counts. Mm-hmm. And neutrophils in particular are kind of those, those, those part of the cells that fight help us battle uh, infection. And if we, we need to monitor what that level of their neutrophil... Mm-hmm. If they have neutropenia, we need to monitor how much neutrophils there are because we need to know how high of a risk of infection there is. If there's a really high risk of infection, we don't want them exercising, for instance, in a public space, mm-hmm. a pool, for example. We don't want to do anything that, incre- that with their reduced immune response, we don't want to do anything to risk uh, them having a secondary infection, as an example. That's just one example of things that wow. we're monitoring hemoglobin is another yeah, one yeah. Uh, platelets is another one if they've got really uh, uh, their platelets can be affected and those platelets are Im- very important for clotting yeah and if those platelets aren't in the same numbers that they need to be we need to risk we got to worry about whether they're bumping into things dropping something on their foot uh, causing abnormal bleeding or bruising and uh, that can cause other problems so these are all things with somebody that is has cancer and is going through the treatment that we need to monitor and be aware of so that there's extra Exercising safely, and they're getting only the benefits without those risks. Is there be- is it is it best to Dave just hold the line and go get to your phone call here in just a second? Is it best to wait till after treatment is done, or does it depend on the person, and does it depend depends on what's on the going cancer? On? Yep. Yeah, and the answer is both. So okay. during and after, it can be effective uh, at the at. At the call of the physician who's overseeing the treatment, particularly the oncologist, uh, and with all of these other precautions, and we'll get to more and talk about how they can affa- how it actually can help with some of these, uh, like balance disorder and, yep. and coordination issues that can occur with cancer treatment. Uh, it's actually very beneficial. But that being said, when you're at risk of falling. You need to have it done in a very supervised situation mm. so that you're getting the benefits and we're mitigating the risks. But the answer is, depending on the cancer, treatment can occur during and after. Grant Fedork from Leading Edge Physiotherapy joining me this afternoon. It's Fit After 40, but today we're, 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 we're calling it Fit After Cancer, cancer diagnosis. How about that? Lots of uh, other news to come uh, as well from Grant on this front. Dave, hold the line. We're going to get to your call. We'll be back more with Grant right after this. Grant Fedorik joining me in studio, Fit After 40 today, Fit After Cancer. Um, of course, Grant from a Leading Edge of Physiotherapy, a couple of texts coming in, says, you know what, uh, this is Denise, said, I was fairly fit at 40 when I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's. I pushed mm-hmm. through the six months of brutal chemo and exercise every day. My doctor told me numerous times that my fitness was integral to a complete recovery as chronic fatigue syndrome is common with my cancer. I feel super and I'm cancer free at 49. Way to go, Denise. I told you this was going be a positive segment you know i knew that it was going to be smiles at the end of this one and dave's on the phone hi dave what's your story uh diagnosed with uh, cancer in the floor of my mouth uh, 15 years ago mm-hmm. uh, full flap replacement so the skin off my arm is now the skin on the bottom of my mouth amazing 12-hour surgery. Dr. Williams at the U of A took it apart, slightly uh, put me back together, mm-hmm. and there was a ton of physio. Mm. You betcha there would the have been. The tongue was involved, so I had to learn how to speak Swallow. again. Yeah. I had to learn to do a lot of exercises yeah. to get the neck back into shape. And this, uh, and, and so what we're talking about today, Dave, you're, uh, you're like, yes, it works. 
it works and you just have to put one foot in front of the other and probably the best thing I learned of the whole thing was cancer is just a word <laughs> yeah. and people when they ask me how that thing was coming how that you know that trouble yeah. I say the word cancer and then it loses its power Dave, yes, love that Dave. message. And as a side note, just more, some education for those that are listening. If you've got head and neck type cancer, or, you know, the type cancer Dave is talking about, there's radiation often involved. And from our perspective, some of the side effects that we're, we're, that we're dealing with as a result of that can include things like he's talking about, speech, swallowing issues, uh, stiffness in the jaw. So physio would be dealing with the stiffness in the jaw, uh, nausea, what, something called lymphedema, which mm -hmm. I'd like to talk about kind of next. And uh, even other things that can occur as a result of those treatments, like even tooth decay. So. Dave, thanks for your phone call. Appreciate you taking the time to call in. So, yeah, some of those things, Some someone had told you, you talked about uh, lymphedema. Someone was asking about neuropathy after cancer. Yep. Uh, so, first off, lymphedema. Lymphedema is basically, it's your lymphatic system, which is basically the system in your body. It's clear fluid that flows throughout your body and, and basically takes away dead cells and uh, the, the junk that's yeah. floating around in our body. It kind of circulates throughout. Now, with certain types of cancer, uh, many types, but to including, let's use breast cancer as an example, um, sometimes they take away the lymph nodes or some mm. of the treatment can actually damage the lymph nodes and they no longer can carry that fluid the same way that they used to. And so therefore, we can get a buildup of that lymph and edema, which is swelling or enlargement of the, of the tissue. So you can get it in your arm. You can get it even in your ankles and feet. Yeah. Uh, many people have had it. And so that's another good example of something we need to manage with the exercise. And there's other things that we can do to manage it, including garments and so forth. Neuropathy we've talked about, yeah, uh, the nerves. The nerves aren't well and as a result of the treatment sometimes that gives us uh, you know, a different sensation whether it's in your hands or your feet that can have other effects. So one, it's not comfortable so that can be treated as well but two, it also can lead to balance problems mm. and balance disorders and so somebody with neuropathy we want to be very careful. One, we, want, we can help them with that through the exercise. Mm -hmm. We can help train their balance but number two, we want to make sure that we're putting them in an environment where it's safe and we don't have to worry and about that's that ataxia, that's another word for Right, ataxia yeah. is really, uh, can occur, it's a, really, it's a coordination issue. Uh, you know, somebody who has trouble putting one foot in front <laughs> of the others, literally. Uh, another thing that we need to be careful, but with good training and with uh, with expertise can be something that can be overcome as well. You know, someone just uh, texted in and their, their wife has gone through uh, like a, a bone marrow transplant, uh, bone density really low, mm -hmm. um, asking, you know, right off the top, what kind of exercise sh should she do? But I'm going to say um, that, again, this is not something that you necessarily want to be diagnosed over uh, yeah. a radio show. You need to go to a doctor or to a physio to yeah, see where and, you're at. And it's a great question. It can be done. And that's a good example with low bone bone density, we need to worry about fractures. So heavy weight is not indicated mm. in that case. And specifically, which limb and where is the bone density? If it's everywhere, we're going to start with a very low, higher reps, very low um, amplitude of weight, for example. Uh, might just start with walking, yeah. to be honest with you. Supervised, though. You know, in an environment where we can keep tra track of somebody's blood pressure, where we know that they're getting checked for their bone density at the same time. Some of those other things I was talking about, yeah. neutropenia needs to be monitored. Who's monitoring it? And it should be monitored, not just 
okay, we know you have neutropenia. So perfect example. That's a good example of somebody we would love to be working with and making sure that they can exercise in a safe way. Now, you have been uh, working with cancer patients at Leading Edge for um, quite some time now mm-hmm. um, at, the, at the different locations, but have decided now to open a designated yeah. Uh, clinic. You bet. So uh, this is this is interesting. And number one, this first time a, you're talking about it. Yeah, too. <laughs> and this was a topic we wanted to talk about. It's very important and dear to me. Um, the, the long story short, uh, many many years ago, I lost my dad to cancer. Uh, that being said. One of the things I, we know and that I've seen time and time again is that it, that gentleman used the word and it was very important, which is cancer doesn't define us. And just because you had cancer and you've survived cancer, that doesn't have to be good enough. Mm. You know, and you're lucky to be alive isn't a great line. I mean, there's Survive more, and thrive. Right. There's more to life than just yeah. making it through cancer and it doesn't need to define you. What's after and what's during and what can we do to help improve the lives of people who are dealing with it? And that was one that when I was approached to get involved in this area. We were already doing, providing treatment in the area, but what could we do that's leading edge in the area? And one of the things that's not common is uh, self freestanding dedicated facility to this type of treatment huh. uh, everything from dealing with people who have neuropathy to lymphedema to dealing with people who have exercise or have fatigue that sort of thing and then the musculoskeletal and all of the other things that happen with patients or, t- or patients are going through when they're dealing with cancer and that can be post-surgically it can be radiation induced or chemo induced all of that area we really wanted to see can we focus in that area have an expert in that area have a facility dedicated to that treatment. For example, our Alter-G, that treadmill that reduces the weight, we can get somebody walking in a very safe environment without the risk of falling at a lower level. Mm -hmm. So if they have the example we talked about earlier with somebody who's got low bone density, we can get them walking. We don't have to worry about them falling and sustaining a fracture. So we're bringing in that technology Mm -hmm. into this area. Another example is a Med4 Elite, something that we've, one of the first ones to actually have in a clinical setting, and it's providing compression and hot cold therapy at the same time. So it can help manage distal edema, edema that's formed in the hand or arm. Uh, So these patients are exercising, but they're also dealing with edema. Uh, Lots of technology in the area, lots of training, lots of expertise. We've been working away at this for more than a year. Lots of learning too. I'll tell you, it's been an amazing learning curve, one dear to my heart. Uh, I kind of get teary when I'm talking about the subject, but uh, it's because I'm excited about it. And I know that there's so much amazing work that can be done. Clinic is opening. Yeah, it's going to be opening in two weeks, if you can believe it. Uh, It's at uh, 6925 Gateway Boulevard. Okay. And so the long and the short, it's fairly, fairly central. It's yeah. in conjunction with the Canadian Cancer Care Centre that has opened up fairly recently. And they're providing care to patients who are going through medical treatment to uh. patients who are going through this very... Con- mer- I, I don't want to call it a condition. Yeah. This life thing. They're going through this. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even want to say thing. But it's it, it's it's something that we need to manage and we need to deal with and we need to move on from and do it in a very positive way. So... That's leading edge, anyways. If you're uh, if you're looking for more information, leadingedgephysio.com. You bet. A phone number will be available soon, and we'll have information on the website fairly soon. We didn't want to we didn't want to get people too excited until the date was imminent. And now that it is, we're excited to talk Two about it. Two weeks away, Grant. Thank you for this. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it.